Hey y'all, how we doing? Shout out to Bear Nation for tuning in for another episode of the Bear Necessities of Entrepreneurship, a podcast for the entrepreneur-minded, created by entrepreneurs, discussing the real stories that give you the tools to overcome challenges and stay true to your real self. As always, I want to give a shout out to our partners over at Finn. Finn is a social good platform that creates employee engagement and builds culture. We've teamed up with Finn to give back to the communities that we serve. For every episode, we will be donating $10 to the cause of choosing by our guest in the Finn platform. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, y'all. How we doing, Bear Nation? We are back again for the Bear Necessities of Entrepreneurship podcast, and I am excited to bring to you my guy, Larry Long Jr. For those that have been living under a rock and don't know who LLJ is, you're going to meet him today. He is one of the few people I've met on this earth that has way more energy than me, and it is soulful, it is heartful, it is authentic. Larry Long Jr. is the founder and CEO of Larry Long Jr. LLC, which focuses on sales motivation, inspiration, training and coaching, and he is the host of the Midweek Midday Motivational Minute. I love him. If you haven't seen him, on LinkedIn or Instagram, you'll have to check him out. He's also the co-founder and lead instructor of the Sales Allies, an online sales training course and supportive community designed to uplift the sales community. Larry is extremely passionate about coaching, speaking, and helping professionals take their game to the next level. With that, welcome Larry Long Jr. How are you doing, my friend? What's going on, Rob? What's going on, Bear Nation? I'm privileged <laughs> to be here on the Bear Necessities Thank you, thank you, and more thank you. Yes, I man, man, I'm so excited. Been waiting for this episode all week. We had to put it on a Friday to record because just the amount of passion and energy. I want to need like a 20 minute decompression beer after this. Um, so that's why I'm glad we get to chat here on a Friday. Um, you know, I know a lot of people in my network probably know who you are. Uh, Larry and I met so. With one of the businesses I run called Happy Day Group, my business partner, Phil DeVecchio, and I decided, you know, when COVID happened, we lost some contracts. We're like, hey, we're going to throw together a B2B sales boot camp, and we're going to do it virtual. It's going to be fun, and we're just going to build it and go. And so what we tried, what we did is like, okay, we need to bring in all these like sales leaders. So we went through our LinkedIn networks and scoured for sales leaders and, you know, connected with and brought Larry in to be one of our mentors. Uh, he spoke and kicked off our second edition of it. And since then, Larry and I have just stayed close and I've watched him um, take some really cool steps over the last really three to six months, launching two businesses, uh, making some big moves. So Larry, tell tell the listeners a little bit about your journey into entrepreneurship, which started a long time ago with another venture. So let's start from the beginning and walk them through your journey into entrepreneurship and, and lead us up to where we are today. Big time, Rob. And actually, it started a long time before what you're thinking of. <laughs> my entrepreneurial journey started uh, really at age 10 when, when my sister was born. I was the only child. And this little baby came. I had to learn how to sell myself. Mm -hmm. So you don't know this, but my middle name is Black Magic. I know some <laughs> magic tricks to sell myself. I had to learn how to tap dance. I said, hey, this cute little baby girl is cute, but what about me? They forgot about Dre and they forgot about Larry. But then at the age of 
13, I started Lawns by Larry. My mom made a flyer. She said, hey, go around and knock on every door in the neighborhood and uh, see if you can start mowing some lawns and making some money. You yep. uh, got to make that money, money, money. Yeah, so I was so scared. She said, what's the worst someone can say? No. I said, yeah. She said, is it really that bad? I said, yes. I don't like to be told no. But that taught me a whole lot. Now, I used to work for Accenture doing IT consulting, wasn't necessarily passionate about it. So mm-hmm. I moved to Raleigh, North Carolina and opened an indoor baseball and softball academy, MVP Baseball Softball Academy. And that was my baby. That was my, <laughs> oh, that was my kid before I had kids. But yeah. uh, it was fun while it lasted. We were open for a year and a half. Uh, And what we found is that the numbers that we knew, batting averages, stolen bases, home runs, those aren't the numbers that you need to be successful in business. That's Mm -hmm. the income statement, the balance sheet, Mm -hmm. the statement of cash flows. Mm -hmm. And we ran out of cash. And you know, if you don't have cash, you don't have a business. So my parents bailed us out. They bailed us out again. And then they said, hey, you're not a big bank. You're not too big to fail. We Mm -hmm. love you so much. We're going to let you shut that thing down. I said, good, googly moogly. Y'all love me that much? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And and you started this baseball and softball training facility because you played ball in college, right? Maryland, Terps, if I'm not mistaken. Go go Terps. I'm a Terps legacy. My father ran track for the Terps back in the 70s. My sister, who's 10 years younger, she graduated in 2000. In 2010, I came out class of 2000, played against J.D. Drew, Mark Teixeira, Brian Roberts, a whole bunch of big league all-stars, and uh, it was fun while it lasted. I went to minor league spring training, a tryout Mm -hmm. with the Dodgers and the Red Sox, and they said, Thank you for coming out. God bless you and good night. Don't let the door hit you. When the good Lord split you, I said, oh, grand opening, grand closing. Yeah, well, I mean, it's still a cool experience to have. And what position were you, by the way? Uh, left out. Hey, coach, can I get in? Nah, you're left out, dog. <laughs> nah, I started in left field my freshman year mm-hmm. uh, after getting off to a, a rough start. One for 24. I was uh, well below the Mendoza line, and I was mm-hmm. on my way to not just being left out, but being dropped out of uh, off the team. But my dad had a conversation, very frank combo. He said, you got to get back to the drawing board mm-hmm. and get your skills right on the tee. But more importantly, you got to get your mind right. I was mm-hmm. I was already defeated. I didn't believe that I belonged in the ACC. That was when Maryland was in the ACC. Mm-hmm. I'm dating myself. <laughs> I didn't believe I belonged in Division One baseball. And he said, boy, I raised you better than that. Mm-hmm. You can't have my name with a stank attitude. And he mixed in a couple of choice words where yep. I got the drift. And I got back. I got myself right. And I ended up starting, I think, 52 out of the 64 games. Had a great career. Great, great friend season and started in center field my sophomore <laughs> who let the dogs out that's what i'm talking about i broke the internet <laughs> you did yeah hey Finn, come here buddy yeah i've got uh, so I, I i dog sit on the side through rover my wife and i've always wanted to get a dog and it's hard to have a dog in new york it's better to be more like the aunt and uncle than than the actual like, uh dog parents i'm gonna get him to calm down real quick but he's the cute little golden retriever, golden doodle, but he's like, doesn't look like a doodle. He just looks like a golden retriever. He's got the red gold. He's awesome. Hold on one second.
he's a puppy. This is his first time not being with his parents and staying over for a weekend. So um, people know on my podcast, I usually have a dog that I'm sitting that's probably going to bark or something in the background. So uh, I just let it I let it go. And, you know, he loved that story, the mindset piece. Right. When we think about, you know, your journey before even becoming an entrepreneur, as at a young age, you you overcome challenges and had to learn what that means to overcome. So, you know, bringing it back, you've learned these lessons through college, you know, spring training. And and, and, and I played Division three football. Afterwards, I went and played semi-pro football, uh, you know, tried out uh, for arena team, you know, didn't really get an opportunity. And then went to Europe and um, had the opportunity to coach professional American football for two years. And I learned so much from, you know, playing football and from sports. So, you know, for you playing sports, going through that process, what were some of the biggest takeaways? What are some of the biggest lessons that led you to being an entrepreneur and bringing your mind to the point of, I can do this and start a business? What were some of those, you know, things that you learned from the game that taught you? Yeah, to be where number, you are today? One, number, number one, ownership. You, mm-hmm. You've got to own the outcome. I, my, my parents, I shared with them, I wanted to start on varsity as a freshman. They said, well, we'll invest and get you a solo hitter. It was a tee, a ball hanging by a string that you could hit into a net. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, you better do your homework, practice your clarinet for 30 minutes and take 100 swings off the solo hitter Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, they gave me the ingredients, the recipe, but I had to do it. I had to mm-hmm. cook it up. So my friends were out at the mall having fun at the ice skating rink, and I'm getting my swings in. You you better believe. I'm going to ask Bear Nation, do you think I started on varsity as a freshman? You better believe it. Mm-hmm. You, you think I started on varsity at University of Maryland as a freshman? You better believe it. Since I put in that work uh, where it builds confidence, it builds mm-hmm boost your morale. It's it's uh, one of those things where in business as an entrepreneur, you seriously get out of it what you put into it. Mm-hmm. And there's no cutting corners. You can try to cut corners, but good luck being successful in the long run. Right. That's, that's one lesson. Number two, teamwork makes the dream work. Mm-hmm. It really relies, you got to rely on your team. You can't be uh, a superhero and try to do it all. Uh, you've got to sometimes let go and say, hey, I got to I got to rally my teammates. Mm-hmm. I need them if we want to win and we want to be successful as an organization. And right. then number three this is the big one. Always be growing. If yeah. you're not always looking for ways to grow, you might as well. You're you're, you're going the wrong way. You're, right. you're dead if you're not growing. Absolutely. I love that. And, you know, point number two, well, one ownership. Absolutely. Like to be an entrepreneur. And even not to be an entrepreneur, just I think everyday life is, is we've grown up. And, you know, if I, especially since, you know, we focus on millennials, Gen Z, entrepreneurial minded folks is in a very digital, hyper-connected world. Sometimes we forget to take ownership. It's so easy to throw out a tweet, to, to put out a post and you forget, you got to take ownership of what you say, no matter where, what, or how, whatever the medium, you take ownership for what you do say or put out there. So I love that lesson. Two is, is a lesson that you shared that changed my life. And I've always known teamwork and I've been a part of teams. But when I became an entrepreneur, when I started Happy Day Group and Rise Up Coaching, um, I read a book called Who Not How by Dan Sullivan and it changed everything. And I've always known this, right? I remember reading Jack Welsh in business school and he said, hire people smarter than you to do the things you can't. And that sounds great. It's a great lesson. It changes when you actually put it into practice, it's so easy for you to be like, I gotta, I gotta, 
I got to figure it out. I got to do it myself. And so I love that. And, and lesson three, I think, is just fantastic. One of my core values is be curious because when you be curious, you learn. And when you learn, you build and you grow. And you do that, you do that with intentionality and authenticity. And you do that with great attitude and great effort, right? Those are my five core values. So I love those lessons and just feel so strongly to those. So, you know, as, as we think about this, and we talk about your journey, right? You had the business that you, you loved and it was your baby and it ended up not working out. Nope. Tell me about your journey after because you went back in and you did quite a bit of things um, to where you are today. So tell me about what, what, why did you go back into the world the working world, why did you choose the roles that you did, the spaces? I know there was intentionality behind that. So I want you to share a little bit of the why that you built into where you are today launching businesses. Yeah, well, at the time, I needed to get off of my parents' payroll. They said the the, the bank is closed, the bank of mama and papa long. Mm -hmm. So I, I found a job in tech sales making $150, the CPAs and accountants getting uh -huh. absolutely clobbered over the head. <laughs> but what I learned there is that if you're passionate about what you do, people will take notice. We were, I was selling to accountants. I can't even count without using my fingers, but I shared with them my story of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Our my my C our CEO our um, our CPA was in a great position to help us to understand our numbers mm -hmm. and he cared about us but his communication his ability to translate the numbers into plain English uh, for a dummy like me just wasn't it wasn't the best so yeah. uh, CPAs and accountants know they're like most of their clients their eyes glaze over when they start talking about the statement of cash flows in the balance sheet it's like. Almost say what? Yeah. <laughs> no entiendo. So I had passion there, and that, that's what led my success. But I love tech sales, work for mid-sized companies, mm -hmm. big publicly traded companies, startups, and I got the bug. I, I found that I love startups because it's able to fuel my entrepreneurial spirit, my 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 feeling of I want to make an impact. I want mm -hmm. uh, whatever I do to have an impact on the business and really working for a startup is the next best thing to having your own startup. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, Rob, it was tough battling back from failure. Mm -hmm. But uh, I talk about it now and I call it using failure to fuel your future success. Mm -hmm. And I've worked for eight different tech companies, actually no, six different tech companies, eight different positions. I There were two of them where I left and I came back. I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> but uh, I've been contemplating, how do I get back into the entrepreneurial game? And uh, I had a little bit of scar tissue, a, mm -hmm. a little bit of a, a long memory of those days of uh, having to borrow money from my parents. But mm -hmm. recently I made the hop to do it again because it's that time. And I said, hey, if I'm telling people to pursue their dream and my wife called me out on it, she said, baby, I love you. You tell everyone else to pursue their dream, but look in the mirror. You're not pursuing your dream. You're faking the funk. And I said, you're right. Uh, that that hits me in the heart so hard because my, I had a similar moment with my wife. And I, I'm an idea guy. Like, I, a bunch of ideas all the time. And I've talked a lot about doing things like launching a podcast and yep. starting writing a book and for years. And it was kind of like, it's 2020. You're not... Years keep slipping by. 2021 now, right? Years keep slipping by. I need to start doing... But you hit on a point that I want every entrepreneur to, to, 
to really understand that you need to fail, learn from failure and grow from failure. Because we have this romanticized version of what entrepreneurship is. You start a business, you go through it, you have one shining moment that you learn the, the, the way of the world and it's just a straight line rocket ship to success. There's a reason there's, there's you know only so many unicorns, right? The one percenters. And you no longer can have an idea and a pitch deck and say, fund, fund me. You need to show traction. You need to show that you learned something. It's that, that failure. And we're, so many people are afraid to fail. But entrepreneurship really is all about failure and getting back up, listening to the customer and driving forward. And so, you know, those that know, Larry was, was director of sales. And so he, he got into sales and, and, you know, salespeople we hear know all the time. So what do you think, you know, as you kind of grew up from running sales to being director to, to leading big teams, what are some of those lessons that you learn as a sales leader that you feel has really prepared you to step into the next phase of launching not one, but two businesses, right? You're speaking and coaching business and the sales allies as a co-founder. So tell me about, you know, that, that, that time you said it was time. What were those, what were those moments? And, and what was that transition? Cause it didn't happen overnight. I know that. No, I mean, really it comes down to, it's about people, whether you're a leader in title or you're just a leader without the title, it comes down to people and relationships. And I realized that even though I had an impact on our sales team of 17, my team of six reps, that was good. But I don't get excited about being good, Rob. I get excited about being great. Yeah. And something I've done recently, I don't I haven't shared this with you. I hired a coach, and that coach is helping me to be better than great. She said, hey, Mamba mentality, you might mm -hmm. be great, Larry. You're feeling yourself, but I got a whole world coming to you. Yeah. We're going to take it to the top. And when you get to the top, we're going to go even further because you're never going to reach the top. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, that's what I need in my life. It hurts so good. Someone that's going to drive me. So for me, I'm on a mission to empower and essentially impact for the positive mm -hmm. as many individuals as I can, because you know it. Whether you know it or not, we all have an impact on people. Yeah. It's either two thumbs up or it's probably two thumbs down. Yeah. So I want to be intentional. I want to be deliberate. I want to be focused on how can I empower as many individuals for the upwards, for the positive, and really impact their lives. And this is my avenue to do it. I don't know if the Bear Nation can see it, but I got the gold mic in my hand. I got the pink bat. We're trying to <laughs> knock Grand Slams out. I don't care who your team is. We're trying to knock out Grand Slams by positively impacting and helping as many individuals hop on the train. Choo-choo! I love that. And and we, there will be the this on YouTube, so they will get to see the gold mic. They will see the pink bat. Those listening at home, you know, when I first met Larry, he had the gold mic and and brought it out from the very beginning. It's kind of his, his trademark thing, and and I love it. And and I don't know if 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 with people out there when they're listening to this, if your heart's not beating a little bit and your blood is not boiling a little bit because you're just fucking excited, like I am, like that's how I get. You know, speaking my language, intentionality, deliberate, right? Entrepreneurship comes down to a couple of things. It's you see a pain and you find a way to solve it. And when you solve it, you listen to the customers and you continue to adapt and grow. And you know that's such a great lesson and something that 
I love hearing when we talk about intentionality. It's we want to we want to serve everybody. It's hey, my product can be for everybody. Great. Is money made in depth or width? Go deep then wide. Create a process. Get good at one thing. Learn it. Love it. Build it. Execute it, and then step out. Don't try to go wide before you go deep because all you're doing is burn yourself out. And so that intentionality effect. So you mentioned impact. I love this word. But it's also one that's, what does impact mean? So when you talk about, you wanna impact as many people as po- as possible positively. What does that mean for you? What is what is that goal? I know what's that kind of pie in the sky? Almost, the, the you know, without saying the what's your legacy, right? But like, what is the intentionality of the power of that impact that you wanna create on people? Well, being that I'm in sales, I'm keeping score. And I talk to a lot of people, which hopefully I am having impact, but I measure it based on individuals telling me, Larry, thank you. You had an impact. You made an impact. You talked about if your heart's not beating right now, you better check your pulse because we're Mm -hmm. excited about having that true impact uh, to really change lives. So it's great for people to get the knowledge. My -hmm. big thing is what you're going to do about it. Your actions speak so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. And you talked about a book. I got a book, too. And I set a date, December the 11th. 2021, my book Jolt is coming out. And and, and really, we're zapping you into intentionality to help you rediscover and believe in your inner greatness. I believe we all have superpowers. We Mm -hmm. all have greatness inside. Sometimes it gets lost. Sometimes we stop believing because we believe the hype, whether it's the story we tell ourselves or the story other people tell us. Well, I don't subscribe to that. I say we can rewrite the history books for the future and say, you know what? I'm going to be great. I'm going to be excellent. And like Sinatra said, I'm going to do it my way. Mm-hmm. I, okay, one, love that. Two, Jolt is a great title because like when I whenever I talk with you, that's how I feel. I get jolted. Uh, and three, man, congrats. I knew that you had this in the process. You hadn't set a date. You were not sure how quickly it was going to take you. So, you know, kudos to you on being able to get that out this year. I'm excited. Please, when you have pre-sale, I want to sign up and buy one. And I expect a little signed copy in there, a little note from Mr. LOJ himself. Uh, exciting stuff, and I am, I can't I can't be more proud of you and, and what you're building. And you know, we talk about these these positive impacts. And one of the things that I love that you do, and I, I said it in the intro, right? You do the midweek midday motivational minute, and I never I never am available at the time you do it. I always have to catch the replay either on IG Live or on LinkedIn Live, which is annoying because I want to be in there one day where I could just be like, "Yo, I'm here." So that you could just shout me out. So one of these days I'll make it. Uh, but tell me, wh- where did that start? Why did that start? And tell me a little about what you do in that in that midweek, uh, midday motivational minute. Yeah, it's a mouthful. Every Wednesday at 12 o'clock noon Eastern time. And it started, it was middle of April last year. I'd been putting out short form content on LinkedIn. And uh, Morgan J. Ingram uh, told me, Larry, you got to get on video. I said, Morgan, you don't understand. I got the face for radio. He said, come (laughs) on, man. And and he challenged me. He said, hey, my mentor told me this before I started the SDR Chronicles. If you don't get on video, you're being selfish. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. All it takes is one person that you have a positive impact on, that you're able to change the trajectory of their life and inspire and motivate them for it to be well well worthwhile. Yeah. I said, uh-oh, don't nobody call me selfish and get away with it. That was on a Friday. That following Wednesday, I went in my backyard on, on the porch. I put my cell phone on selfie video and I recorded. Now, I recorded and recorded again. It took me about 18 takes. Mm-hmm. My son was doing, he was at the kitchen table doing his school e-learning. My wife said, hey, baby, I love you, but you got to wrap this up. You can't be saying the same thing over and over and over again. I think my first episode was a minute and 18 seconds. You had to check the archives, but it was about the message was say yes to you. Uh, mm-hmm. A young lady I went to high school with has a yoga movement called the Say Yes to You mo- movement. And I just talked about what does Say Yes to You mean to me. And uh, I just did episode number 60. I recorded from the Navy Pier in Chicago, had a beautiful background. And it really, I attribute Morgan's encouragement, his support, and his prodding of me being selfish into me doing this, recording it, posting it. And now I go live, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, as well as IG. And we've really created a supportive community Mm -hmm. that's bigger than me. They support each other. They look out for each other. It's been more of a blessing to me than I can imagine it's been to anyone else. So I'm just... I'm fortunate, grateful, and thankful, man. And I can't wait to see you live so I can give you that shout out. <laughs> I love it, man. I and I love I love that. I mean, Morgan Ingram is is amazing. And for those that don't know of him, he is one of the top voices when it comes to sales and outreach. But he's also just he's a great dude who's got a great podcast about how to how to one up the one up formula podcast. If you don't know it and haven't heard of it, go check Morgan out on his his podcast because it's a great one to just level up and we all need those people. You talk about you having a coach, right? And and you know, being a coach myself and, and you being a coach, I love that, you know, that we, we could talk about this. Coaches need coaches too. Right? I was talking with with, with um, you know Casey Jones the other day, you know, we were talking about how she has a coach and she's like, Yeah, coaches need coaches. I was like, Yeah, I've always been saying that. Coaches always need other coaches because a coach's job is to bring out the best in you. Right? A mentor's job is to uh, give you all of themselves. That was that David Meltzer said that I love what listening to David Meltzer and watching his stuff. And you know, the value of that, and I have coaches and personal board of advisors that I reach out to and talk to, you know, talk about that is as a coach and a speaker, you know, what has that impact been? You talked about, you know, how your coach said you're going to take you to the top of the mountain and go, but what has been the, the initial impact, those early impacts that's like, yes, this I'm, I'm in the right place and I found the right coach. What was that process like? It's been phenomenal. She's encouraged me. I'm not going to say forced because I'm there willingly, but mm-hmm. she's getting me out of my comfort zone. I'll give mm-hmm. you an example, real life example. I didn't update my LinkedIn profile. And she said, Larry, why? And I said, well, I want to make sure my website is ready and my media kit and my one pager. She said, well, if you wait for all of those things, it'll be 2026 before mm-hmm. anyone knows what you do. She said, hey, by next Friday, you will have updated your LinkedIn. And lo and behold, I did it. I was so nervous. Click. I Mm -hmm. did it. And it was just it was just an overflowing of love, of of encouragement, of support and just blessings. And I didn't I didn't launch my website until this past Tuesday, June 15th, my birthday, uh, which is impactful. And my coach has encouraged me to really step out on faith. 
She said, you're ready. You've done all the work and you continue to work. It's going to come together, but you've got to take these steps to put yourself out there. I talked to another fellow speaker who said, Larry, when is your book coming out? What's your release date? I said, winter. He said, winter, that's not a date. He said, if you don't have a date, you don't really have a book. So I said, Stan, thank you. 12-11, that's the anniversary of my father's passing, December 11th, that's going to be the date that my book comes out. So now I'm telling it to all my friends and family to keep me accountable. You better mm-hmm. believe by December 11th, my book is going to be ready for release yeah. to the wild. I love it. I am so excited. And and I feel you so much on that. I had somebody, I had a coach tell me the similar thing. I had a, a really person that I trusted and I was talking about this book and you know, when I get out and, and, and he was like, like, you need to put a date. And I've been wanting to announce that I was writing a book. I, I've had the cover art, the title picked out for about a month, 30, 45 days now. And I was like, when's the right time? I'm not sure. Like I've got three chapters left. You know, I'm almost done. I got to get into editing by July uh, to my editor in July so we can get it, get it rolling. And I remember that like, Rob, you need to get it the fuck out there. Stop, stop worrying. It will come together because guess what? You put it out there, even if it's scary to you, you're going to rise to greatness to finish it because it's a deadline and a goal and you're goal oriented. And it was such a relief. I remember when I put it out Wednesday, I announced it. I was just like, oh, I feel good. I'm scared. I'm nervous. A lot of work to do, but it feels good because you have that. And coming back to this word intentionality, think about these dates, the website, you know, June 15th, your birthday. You know, the book coming out of your father's passing, the anniversary of that. I love the intentionality that you put behind every decision. And, you know, a key lesson that you kind of shared there without sharing it is sometimes you just got to get good out and then improve on good. Stop waiting for things to be perfect. Especially, I do a lot of work with European entrepreneurs who, they, when, they, when they do things, they want everything to be perfect. And their biggest fear is that, well, it's not perfect. I don't care. What is minimum viable product? Get it out and talk to customers. Learn. So I love that. I'm just like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm full right now, like full, my guy. So let's talk about it. You know, so you launched your speaking business, right? You do, you know, sales motivation, coaching, keynotes, speaking. And so a lot of things that you and I've talked about in the past and I've seen you post about it. And, and, you know, I love that Morgan pushed you the videos. I've been doing videos too and, and getting that content out there. And it, it's been an amazing thing. So what are the topics that you really want to key on, key in on? And I want to get into this, this other side of mindset. So what are, for first of all, what are some of the key topics and, and things that you're looking to do? What are the spaces and places you're looking to expand your business into from a market perspective? And then I want to talk about the mindset behind all that. Yeah, well, you named it. Mindset, motivation. Where does your motivation come from? Leadership. And that's, mm-hmm. that's everyone. I don't care mm-hmm. what your title is. We should all be leading. We should all be taking ownership. Sales, Mm -hmm. I talk about sales, both the mindset to be effective in sales, as well as life. Just how do you you succeed in life as a person? I did Mm -hmm. a workshop for a group of CEOs yesterday, and we talked about faith. Where are you at in your faith, your family, your friends, your finances, your fitness, your Mm -hmm. fun? Your philanthropy, which if you don't know how to spell like me, you think that goes with that. <laughs> your career, and then what can you do starting tomorrow to up level? One gentleman said, you know what, on fun, I'm a two. I said, it's okay. I'm glad that you're self-aware. 
What can you do tomorrow to get that two to a three? And if you want fun, come to me. I said, reach out to me. I, I got plenty of fun and funny ideas. We're trying to take our game to that next level. Right now, the spaces that I play in, corporate, entrepreneurial, kind of the startup community, mm-hmm. but also colleges and universities, student athletes, middle schoolers, high schoolers. And I'm working with a speaker coach, professional speaker coach, who tells me, Larry, the riches are in the niches. I said, mm-hmm. I hear you. I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. looking for the riches. What I'm solving for, and I understand that I do need to narrow down my scope because right now I'm trying to boil the ocean. But uh, for this year, I'm very intentional with, I'm going to do every engagement that I can possibly do. And then I'm going to evaluate mm-hmm. what gives me the most life, what what fills my cup. And then next year, 2022, we're going to be very intentional in doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on those areas that mm-hmm. I feel like I have the most impact and that give me life. I don't yeah. know if that's the students. I don't know if it's the SaaS companies. I don't know, but we're going to find out. Yeah, I mean, I love that. And, and you got to fill up you got to fill up your cup first. Right. I think it's really important that as an entrepreneur, you're you're filling up your cup and you're doing your you know there's there's kind of a couple of reasons you get into entrepreneurship. One, you you want to build something that solves a problem, or maybe you're a serial entrepreneur and you're just building products that you know need to fix so you can exit and leave, and you get passionate in that. But you need to fill that cup up and have whatever that is. You can't just build a business like oh there's a need I'm going to build this business and not have passion behind it because it doesn't show. And so I love that. And so we talk about this mindset stuff and we talk about. You know, I talk a lot about, and, and, and I, I work with a lot of millennial entrepreneurs um, or older entrepreneurs that want to tap into that millennial mindset. And we have this younger generation, right? Gen Z, who are starting to become 20, 21, 22. They're entering the workforce, which is scary, yep. right? So as we look at, at the younger generations and we live in this hyper-connected digital world, what are some of the things that they should be thinking about? When we think about mindset and ownership and accountability, what are some of those messages that you share with that younger generation that is looking forward and listening to this saying, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur someday. Maybe not right away, but someday. What should I be doing? What are the skills I should be working on today? What are the bare necessities to start of today going forward? Well, it starts with people, your relationship, your communication, your Mm -hmm. skills and your ability to form what I call true connections. It's, Mm -hmm. uh, I heard this from a sales guru, Steve Nudelberg, who said, Larry, it's not what you know, and it's not even who you know. It's who knows you Mm -hmm. and who trusts you and who believes in you that really makes stuff happen. So the the key to having true relationships is being genuine and Mm -hmm. caring about other people. Also, Mm -hmm. you've got to document. I don't care if it's on the back of a napkin. Start to document. Start to write. It can be on your phone. Start to write out kind of a sketch of what your goals are. Now you have something that you can do a work back plan. If I'm trying to sail from New York to Africa and I don't have a compass, I don't have a guide, I'm going to end up in the North Pole chilling with Santa Claus. I'm going to be way (laughs) off course. Whereas if I have a guide, a compass, and I'm using it, uh uh-oh, I'm dangerous. I'm going to get there to the motherland and then i would say also you talked about filling your cup taking care of yourself don't be a me monster but yes you've got to sow into yourself invest in your growth invest Mm -hmm. in your skills because 
It's crazy. I saw this graphic that talked about people will invest in a thousand dollar iPhone, but they won't spend five hundred dollars on learning on books that can help them. Come on now. So I mm-hmm. encourage you. You can do it, but it takes some sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It takes some dedication. It takes mm-hmm. you being intentional with saying, I have a, a dream. I have a thought, an idea. I'm going to document it and I'm going to put in the necessary investment of my time, my energy, my resource, even my dollars because Mm -hmm. I'm betting on myself. Believe in you. If no one believes in you, I don't care. Believe in yourself and know that Larry Long Jr. believes in you as well. I love it. I love it so much. And, you know, I I, I, I talk about this all the time to people is that if you want to be a, a, a server, right, a go-giver, right, one of my favorite books, Go-Giver, sells more, right? If you want to be the best to help others, you need to, you need to, you need to fill your soul too, right? If you're trying to fill that empty heart, you, you're never giving your full heart, right? And so I love that of like investing in yourself. And so many times we forget to invest in ourselves. So I think of, of that, that big takeaway, two things. One, set your intentions. I believe, you know, whatever, whatever you believe in your faith, Right. If nothing else, when you put your intentions out in the universe, it comes back. God will provide. The universe will provide. Whatever your faith is, when you put good out, good comes back. Karma is real. So set your intentions and put it out there. And two, invest in yourself because no one else is going to. Right. I mean, what you and I'll invest in anybody that asks us to, but you got to invest in yourself first. Um, so I know we got a few minutes left. I want to close some things out, but I, you, you talked about being on YouTube, being on Instagram. I know you got stuff on Clubhouse. What are, what are these tools? You know, Spotify just launched the green room, right, to compete. How do you stay, you know, how do you stay up on all these trends and what do you think are some of the, the key places and spaces that young entrepreneurs need to be on to build that, you said people, right, building community, value-added networks. What are the tools, tech, and, and how, where they go about doing that? Where do you think is, is the future of that and how they should be starting today? Yeah, Clubhouse is unique. I'll be honest. I haven't cracked the code. I haven't figured out are they in it for the long run. But the trusty busty is LinkedIn. Uh, Mm -hmm. I can tell you from a business standpoint, LinkedIn. Now, everyone's not on LinkedIn, and that's okay. Uh, There are some folks that have successful businesses that are not engaged on LinkedIn. But Mm -hmm. I'm a believer that you want to be wherever your potential prospects, customers, Mm -hmm. partners, allies, wherever Mm -hmm. they are. If they're on IG, then you better be on the gram. Mm-hmm. If they're on Twitter, tweet, tweet. Yep. So it's, you got to be, you have to do a little bit of research and mm-hmm. you have to talk to some people. You might have to pick up this 500 pound phone and say, hello, is it mm-hmm. me that you're looking for to, <laughs> to find out where are your folks? Where's your mm-hmm. tribe? <laughs> Excuse me, I'm getting choked up. I get so passionate. <laughs> where are they going? Because yeah. just, just because they're there today, I mean, I can't be on MySpace. Ain't no one on MySpace anymore. I got to figure out where they're at. So my son told me, don't do it. He said, dad, your dance moves are outdated, but I'm on TikTok now. Who would have thunk it? Right? <laughs> I love that. I mean, and that's the thing is you got to do your research. And, and the idea is that when you're building your personal brand and you're building your connections and you're building your network, you need to be intentional, authentic, where they are, speaking to them. And then, you know, you also need to create content that's uniquely you, right? Like, right. You know, I'm not going to go on, you know, I'm on TikTok and got some, uh, I'll be, you'll be seeing a lot of content coming from me soon. And, you know, as much as I want to be out there dancing, like, 
it's it doesn't i don't want people to be looking at me just dancing and then not paying attention to the message right so it's you know creating content and when you're speaking and creating those those authentic relationships to do the things that are authentically intentionally used so um i love that and hey rob, hey rob real quick i do want to share you don't need to be everywhere because it yes. can it can get overwhelming and you can stretch yourself too thin. So I would really figure out what's your number one mm-hmm. and maybe a number two. But you don't want to be the buffet where you do yeah. a whole lot of stuff mediocre. I think yep. the great philosopher T.I. said, I don't want no mediocre. So you, you want to find out where can you master? And like mm-hmm. you said, where can you go deep and really mm-hmm. strengthen your, uh, your, your expertise in that yeah. one, maybe even two platforms? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100% there with you and love that i mean linkedin's my number one it's where i've i've spent a lot of time and i know that everyone's on linkedin but 650 million people in this world are on linkedin i mean around the world you want to build a global community great place to be um but i love that so and i could talk learn I, you know i could talk to, out for hours and and um i know that we don't have all that time so i want to kind of close out with that with a couple key questions as we finish off uh which i always ask everyone that comes in uh, about what advice would you give Gen Z millennial entrepreneurs or those that are entrepreneur minded thinking about starting a business right now? What would you say to them? Yeah, uh, really be self-aware. What are you passionate about? Mm -hmm. What gets you excited? Because I talk to people all the time. I had a neighbor the other day who said, I hate my job. I said, ooh, that's a miserable existence. Why are you doing it? He said, Mm -hmm. the money? I said, ooh, I'll pray for you, man. So essentially, figure out what your passion is. And wherever your passion lies, I would encourage you to work a plan to be able to work in your passion. Now, just because you're passionate doesn't mean you're good. So I'm mm-hmm. going to say work in your passion, but also let's be real. Is that where your gifting is? I think we've all got greatness, but I can tell you, me on the soccer field, survey says, nope. that's two thumbs down. <laughs> me on the baseball field, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. So follow your passion and then figure out where are your skills, where are you most, uh, where, where are you most able and talented to have success? Mm-hmm. I love that. And just as I kind of, add on to that because I've had some really cool conversations with people. You talked about passion and gifts and sometimes they're not always the same thing. Sometimes you give your gifts to the work that your gifts are meant for to allow you to drive your passion. Sometimes it's not, sometimes it doesn't always have to be mutually exclusive, right? Sometimes it could be different. It could be your gifts are given here so that affords you the time, space and energy to be passionate over here. And a lot of times we're thinking it's either, Oh, we either just live in a miserable existence or we go live our passion. It's like, no, Follow and understand where your passions are and where your gifts are and make the most of that situation wherever you are. When you do that, that's how you live a meaningful life. So I love that that message. And, and it, you know, from an entrepreneur standpoint, when you know what your passions are, that's where you go solve pains. Right. That's such a key thing. So I love this question you talked about earlier. What is your superpower? Oh, man, I'm good at finding everyone else's superpower. I would say it's positivity and positive attitude, just intentionality of positive mindset. I I go through life just like everyone else. And people say, how can you stay so positive? It's intentional. It's a choice. I I have bad things happen. And I say those bad things. What I've got a former rep, James Babb. What's going on, Jamie? He said, in every situation, you should look for the good, the great, and the wonderful, no matter what it is. So my baseball academy failed. The good is that I had an experience, a Mm -hmm. wonderful experience. The great, I met some really great people. The wonderful is that I'm 
I'm battle tested. I'm ready. And I'm back at it again. And you better believe I'm going to make sure I know my numbers this time. Yeah. I love that. I mean, then that's, I love that. The, the good, the great, and the wonderful, right? Because you control two things in life, attitude and effort, right? You show up with a good attitude and you give great effort every day. Good things happen. And, and I love this. This good, great, wonderful is such a great way to explain it. I mean, my wife, when I met her, we started dating three months into dating. She said, Rob, I'm moving to Europe after I graduate to go get a master's. I don't do long distance. Come with or we break up. And I was like, fine. I quit my job, sold my house and moved across the country with her to, to Italy. And I said, what's the worst that can happen? We break up. It wasn't meant to be. Okay, I'm still going to be living in Italy. I would have gotten out of the country and gotten a great experience. I was coaching football. I was getting a master's. Like, if nothing else, good things were going to happen. I was going to learn so much from it. And the wonderful was, I'm now married to her. I had an amazing experience. And, you know, life life was, I mean, that helped change the tra- whole trajectory of my life that led me into entrepreneurship and startups and led me to where I am today. And, it's, and I love that message because it's so real. You just need to lean into, you talked about it earlier, lean into fear. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That is where growth happens. So you've shared some different resources, but what is one book, resource, show, content that you would consume or recommend consuming right now uh, to help people level up in entrepreneurship? Yeah, easy, easy. I've got two. I'm going to give you a bonus. Number one is Morgan Ingram, his One Up Formula podcast. It's mm-hmm. it's lit, baby. It <laughs> I is. love Morgan. Love Morgan. I get so much out of listening to his guests. It's uh, It's unique. Number mm-hmm. two, it's got to be the Midweek Midday Motivational Minute hosted by yours truly. I mean, essentially, it's not just me. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of talking. But if you look at the comments, people share some great insights. Mm-hmm. And I love it because we have people from all across the world, Ireland, Israel, India, Dubai, New Zealand, Germany, you name it. We got folks mm-hmm. from all over that contribute different perspectives. And I can tell you, I learn something new each and every week. I love that. And I can tell you as somebody who follows both of those and consumes that content weekly, both are fantastic resources and you can learn a lot from both. And you know, I love this idea of, of the this community aspect of what you learn from not only that one thing, but the comments and the people and you connect and you develop relationships. And there's so much value in community, right? You're trying to find your tribe, which is great, but also you need to not live in your eco chamber and, and, and go explore other communities and learn from others and gain other perspectives that you can bring that back into your tribe and really learn from that and grow it. So that's why I love sharing all these different resources. So those are two great ones. Love it. What is a lasting, you know, lasting message you know as as we as people walk away from listening to you and this what is something that you want them to walk away remembering yeah i mean i'm not sponsored by nike i would say just do it and believe in yourself that's the mm-hmm. the, the power of the mind the mind is so powerful and there's a quote henry ford whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't you're right mm-hmm. it, ta- it takes the same amount of energy why not you? Why not believe in you? I believe in you, but mm-hmm. you got to believe in yourself. And if there's fear, uncertainty, and doubt in your mind, like, like there, there still is in mine, let's, let's go ahead and rewrite that narrative. Mm-hmm. Let's rewrite that story. And let's tell a good story of, yes, I can, because you can. 
and, I, and, and Soldier Boy don't need to tell him. Larry Long <laughs> Jr. is going to tell him, you can do it. Oh, I love it so much. And that's such a great, great message to end on, right? It's, it's fear, doubt, and uncertainty is going to happen. But don't let it eat you up. Rewrite the narrative and have that positive attitude. I love that as a superpower. I love that about you, Larry. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast, for sharing so many insights and sharing your story and the mindset and the emotion and the passion. Those listening are going to feel it. Those get to watch it. Just come on and watch it on YouTube. We'll be posted up in a few weeks and see this energy. Larry, where can the people find you? How do they get in touch with you as we let you go here today? Yeah, find me on LinkedIn, Larry Long Jr. I got a smile for a mile. And like I said, my new website, Larry Long Jr. That's JR.com. Larry Long Jr. Com. Come and holler at your boy. Awesome. I will make sure to link the website, his LinkedIn, in the show notes. Um, the episode will be coming out in a couple weeks, so we're really excited about it. Um, Larry, thank you so much for being a part of it. Bear Nation, tune in, connect with Larry. I promise you he's the type of guy that you want to connect with and learn from and follow his content online. So, Larry, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for sharing so much here with Bear Nation. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Bear Necessities Podcast. Thank you, Bear Nation. Rawr! I'll see you on the flip side. Rise up, y'all. Bear Nation, once again, thank you for listening to the Bear Necessities of Entrepreneurship. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review. And until next time, take care.